Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Why Jesus Godcast. That's right, baby. This is not a podcast. This is a Godcast because this is who it's all about. The true and living God. And listen, I have a special, 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 special guest on this episode of the Why Jesus Godcast. Um, I'm not going to introduce her that's right ladies we got another one um, i'm not going to introduce her but i'm going to allow her to introduce herself. hi um my name is atala stevenson uh i am your wife <laughs> no she's not your wife oh, listen she's my wife, wife. <laughs> that's my it's my baby y'all it's my baby did you want to tell me anything else about yourself uh no no there's nothing really interesting about me right now oh okay <laughs> well as you can tell and as you can hear ladies and gentlemen um i actually have my wife on the why jesus god cast um and listen because of firsthand experience because i lay next to this lady every night which is a blessing um i i know her testimony um a lot deeper than anybody else on this all that's been on this on this uh pot this godcast um only only other testimony i know deeper is my is my own um because you know growing in marriage and in our relationship we talk we talk we talk and we we get in in depth with our our feelings and our past and just all the goodness of God and I've been able to see a lot of things with her firsthand and it has indeed been a blessing but yo check this out y'all she's going to share her testimony of of salvation on this episode and man I am excited for you guys to hear it um I'll tell y'all just real quick before we jump into our testimony. Uh, me and my, my wife met via Twitter uh, oh so many oh so many years ago. Hey, you got my socks on. <laughs> Yo, you are bugging. <laughs> you are bugging. I can't find my other matching one in our basket of clean clothes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Y'all, she got my socks on and she's sitting here comfortable across from me with my stuff on that she put marriage. on without this is marriage but um for those of you out there that are single and looking to get married permission is still a thing that you need to ask for in marriage it's still a thing goodness gracious it's called, it's called courtesy oh I my forgot goodness that these, i had yours on y'all listen my wife takes oneness to a whole different level my goodness <laughs> i love her though I love her so much. But as I was saying, though, um, we met via Twitter um, back in like 2013, man. I met you like right yeah. before I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was living in California where she's from. I was living in uh, Denton, Texas at the time where I was going to school at. Um, and yeah, and the next thing you know, 
you know, some years later, we ended up getting married. But that's not what we're going to talk about. I just want to give you guys a little bit of that background. So for those of you out there that are meeting people via social media, hey, God is working through social media. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. God may send you your husband or your wife via uh you know tiktok or instagram dms or or whatever man so hey listen just be listening to the holy spirit but hey without further ado um we're going to jump right into it oh my goodness i'm so excited she's smiling right now yeah she's she's doing her nervous chuckle but she's not nervous i think she's just excited too so tala let's talk a little bit okay Okay. um now again i'm not asking you these questions because i want to know them because i already know the answers to these but we're doing this for our listeners of course right all of our beautiful supporters of the why jesus Godcast. talk to them about your upbringing just a little bit what was life like growing up uh where you're from okay so like you said, you know, I'm from California, uh, North Cal, or, or Northern California, for those who are not aware that it's NorCal or SoCal, um, specifically Sacramento. So, um, I, I was born April 6, 1991. That's when, <laughs> that's when... Shout out to the birthday. <laughs> um, uh, and... Um, I mean, from then, I think, um, I guess the beginning part of, of my, you know, growing up stage kind of started off maybe a little rocky because, um, I was, I was in like a two parent, then a one parent, then a two parent and a one parent because my parents at the time were like separated, then together, separated, then together. But then when I was four, um, my dad actually ended up passing away, um, from an asthma attack. Um, and, uh, it's interesting, this is a little side note, but it's interesting hearing stories now versus, now that I'm saved versus at the, when I wasn't saved, um, you know, I had a hard time understanding that he wasn't going to be there for Christmas, for my birthday, things like that. Um, but my mom told me, like, there was like a time when I came to her it was like pretty soon after he had passed away and I came to her and we were always at the house we were barely leaving and I told her like dad told me to be happy for the people that are here and not the people that aren't here anymore and I guess she was like oh she saw a ghost and I mean now at this point I think being saved now, we understand if that actually did happen, which I, I don't necessarily negate that that happened, but if it did, then uh, it wasn't my dad first off, but yeah. I think it's just, a, it's just an interesting thing that sometimes when I think about how he passed when I was younger, that that, that was like a part of the, of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh time went on my mom ended up getting um remarried um and who she got married to already had a son at the time so i had a stepbrother and then time kind of went on and they had a daughter themselves so then that kind of was like i was on my mom's side my stepbrother was on my stepdad's side and then together they brought in my sister as like a the glue to put us all together kind of situation um and that was kind of that um we 
we went to church every now and then. Uh-huh. It was initially was like just like a a holiday thing, or maybe like maybe like something had happened, and it was like you know I think that's just a regular thing where people are like, oh, I just want to go to church. Like right. I need to clear my mind. And right, so right, right, right. That was a thing, and especially then, when pain started hitting real hard. You know, some, yeah, some crazy unexpected happened. Yeah, right. Um, and so that was the thing until middle school it was a little more consistent with me I was like in the choir um my mom was on like the praise dance like team for the church that we went to but then I also was a, a basketball player played AU so yeah hooping that, <laughs> yeah I married, a, I married a hooper y'all I sure did yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and so my my church goingness would be conflicted with you know I had tournaments and stuff where I was out of town so um, that kind of like dwindled by the time I was in high school because high school I was basically playing basketball year round yeah. and um, that was kind of just that. Uh, so in high school, like it, it, it wasn't not necessarily just you not going, but like everybody just kind of stopped going because everybody was supporting you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I don't. I don't think I. It, I mean, I can give credit to my parents. I don't think I ever went to a tournament and it was only just one of them. Right. I always had both of them, and then my stepdad at the time. Well, at the time, my stepdad, my dad, he um, was also the coach mm-hmm. at the time too. So. Right. Right. Um, he, I mean, initially, I guess he didn't really have a choice, but so yeah, they were very involved, which I'm thankful for because I know that's not everyone's story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then you said just my upbringing, though. So that's pretty much that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool, so cool, <laughs> so cool. Um, I, I think I th- the you know we we asked that that question because. Um, our life as kids, and, and, and you know this, because um, you you know you're really big into like psychology and, and things yeah. like that, um, and you even like worked with kids and stuff like that before. Um, we know that upbringing, you know, plays a role in who we become as adults, mm-hmm. um, positively and negatively. Um, so I I, we, I like to ask that question because um, I mean, hey, there's listeners out there that may have stories similar to the people that we have on here. Um, and relatability is a thing, you know, uh, especially when it comes to, to, to accepting Christ and hearing other people's testimonies. Um, so some, there's something about hearing that relatability to where it's like, yo, if God can can flip the switch on that situation and turn that situation around for them, my situation is similar. I know he can he can do it for me. Um, so awesome. Awesome. So. So as you as you mentioned, um, you grew up. Um, your father passed away um, early on in life. Mom remarried, um, so we have uh, a new dad, uh, new siblings in the picture. Um, so you had a mixed or what some people like to call blended family situation, yeah. uh, which which again that that that's significant to to your story and, and some of your upbringing. Um, and then church was at one point consistent, but you wouldn't necessarily say like you were raised in church. No, I didn't even, so I remember, um, even in middle school, I got baptized, but I didn't fully, like, I understood, like, you know, so I can't say I understood. From right. my, my understanding from it was, like, from the moment after you get, you get baptized, you, you, you have a clean slate, mm-hmm. pretty much, mm-hmm. like, 
everything, every bad thing that you did before, and like, I mean, I used, to, I was a kid, right, and right, so like, right. I mean, I lied all the time, right, right, kid stuff, right. Um, <laughs> I did it a lot, but y'all, y'all, I'm finna go ahead and I'm finna, I'm finna blast her because I can do it as my wife. <laughs> y'all, my wife used to lie to people and tell them that Will Smith was her father. I, she used to do these things to I people. Did. It with boldness. I did. Cause it, it, I was taking advantage. I mean, I was taking advantage of not having a dad at present at a certain time. <laughs> so I would be like, yeah. Hey, listen, out of all the uh, the celebrities that you could pick, I, mean, I, I guess Will Smith is a pretty I good mean, one. I was always watching Fresh Prince at home and stuff, you know, so oh, it just wow. made sense to me. And, and, and Fresh Prince Will Smith was a child. Hey, whatever. I remember he had that song. Uh, just the two of us. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just the two of us was a great song. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic. I man. loved it, and from then on, Boy, <laughs> it was like just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and then later down the line, there came Willow and Jaden. Yeah. His real, his, his real, real other his children. Real children. <laughs> yeah, I was tripping. Uh, <laughs> but hey, so so you were just about to say about about not understanding about not understanding baptism oh, and i right. think that's that's a good that's good to touch on go ahead yeah finish with so that. okay so when our, our little bit of like going to church not going to church there was like a time period when we were going i guess like a little more consistently and um it was brought up like being baptized and i guess i i saw the excitement my mom had mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because my mom was like like if 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 I can just say, like, how people will, oh, that's my day one. So, because my mom was, like, really the only person that I've consistently have had mm-hmm. pleasing her, that's just kind of what I've always known to do. Right, right. Um, so, because she seemed, like, kind of excited, like, oh, do you want to be baptized? And because you haven't been baptized yet, and she kind of was like, you know, I should have got you baptized a long time ago, type type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, I want to, I want to do it. And it was my understanding that like from any any bad thing that you did beforehand, it's washed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you have a clean slate. You mm-hmm. can start off like you know, all the things I did in the past is forgotten about. I can just start off fresh. Right. And that was kind of how I saw it. Right. Um, so obviously I didn't really understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't right. Yeah. And you know what's, and matter of fact, I'll just take this moment. I'll do it really quick. To just for those out there that are listening, man, if you have children, um, and you're either taking them to church or actually raising them in church or going consistency, please teach your children the truth about baptism and salvation and all these things i understand that a lot of times we will say things to children so that we can put it on their level to where they can understand it but also be mindful to give your kids the complete and whole truth because i mean think about what tala just said like some of that is 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 kind of maybe in a in a way kind of true but um for those of you that don't know because a lot of people believe that salvation is baptism like they're right. one and they're one and the same mm-hmm. and ladies and gentlemen i am here to tell you that that is not the case if you go into that water uh a sinner you're going to come out a sinner okay. if you go in that water not saved beforehand that that water is not going to do anything for you because there's no saving power in that water we understand that salvation is a heart's decision it's a heart's decision um contrary to what a lot of people believe you don't even have to get baptized 
uh, to be saved right. or even as a Christian. Like you don't necessarily, quote unquote, have to do it. It is an act of obedience to God and every Christian that is able to do it should do it and needs to do it for sure. But if you get saved and you don't get baptized, you're not then going to lose your salvation and end up going to hell. That's not how baptism how baptism works um and that's biblical folks that's biblical um and, and we can bust that down a little bit later on when we start looking through scriptures and getting revelations and and understanding of the word of god and things and things like that um so yeah there you go some quick teaching on on on, on baptism it is important to know again folks baptism does not save you you need getting wet yeah, a lot of people just getting wet, man. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Because here's the thing. With, yeah, without salvation, you don't, if, without a real heart transformation, you won't even understand the significance of baptism. Again, you'll just be getting wet and just going through a religious uh, uh, tradition or ritual, for lack of a better term, right? Okay, so there's that. All right, so, Tala, we talked about your upbringing. Now, let's talk about who Atala was. BC the now I think I can share this small piece I actually met Atala before she got saved folks yeah um now when I met Atala I was saved already I was maybe saved two years going on two years something like that um I was still pretty fresh and new in my walk when I met her um so Tala you talked to them a little bit about who you were um, before Christ, before salvation came to your home and to your heart. Who, what, 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 what kind of individual were you? What was life like for you? Um, okay, so here's something that I, I think I just realized that I wanted to make sure. I don't know, make sure I mentioned, but like I think it's kind of significant. So my environment growing up was primarily white. Okay. okay. And I think that played a big part on my own identity at times yeah yeah um i went to a private school up until seventh grade so and so like from that point no up until sixth grade so seventh grade is when i started public school so up until that point i was around the majority white people and that was more so who i i guess latched on to easy easier yeah mm-hmm. um what you're used to is what you're comfortable with right and i think that kind of played a part in things just kind of growing up like Mm -hmm. my you know my identity like i would want to be more relatable to white people and Mm -hmm. stuff and i don't think it was as significant but it just played a part in some of like who i was comfortable being around Mm -hmm. and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um and I think I tried to break out of that by mm-hmm. wanting to go to a HBCU when I was in high school. Okay. So um, the way that I decided to do that was like, you know, I was in HBCUs at the time. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they would have like college fairs and they were just accepting people on the spot. Like oh, snap. right there. Um, and my mom being so pro-black... I was like, again, that was me trying to, I guess, please that part of things too All with right. her. Because you said like growing up, like your mom would like make you like read like African American yeah. books and stuff like during the <laughs> summer and make you do book reports and yes. and all that kind of I stuff. I was reading yeah. about slavery in like third third fourth grade yeah mom was putting put you on to all the blackness yeah even in kids. your suburban surrounding growing up or whatever yes my entire surround like i'm all from the suburbs there's 
I mean, we'd only visit non-suburban areas to go to the hair store. <laughs> wow, check that out. Listen, so mama ain't forget where she came from. <laughs> Listen, I'm not finna, not going in Sally's. That's not gonna do it. I'm going to beauty supply store in the plaza. Um, and and even with that, like we would be there, and she'd be like. Make sure you lock the door. Don't leave anything. Like, it's so to me, like, the presence of, like, black people was intimidating and, like, uncomfortable. Wow. Unless they were also in the suburb area where I was. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, and so, I think I wanted... I didn't like how, I guess, I was... I would be called, like, an Oreo. I was called whitewashed. All yeah. this stuff, whatever. So, I wanted to break out of that because I didn't really know where where i was so like, it's just like how when my mom was here and she, and she was like you haven't seen boys in the hood and i was like well no because my mom didn't love me instead i was yeah. watching mary kate nash right <laughs> and let's be very clear let's not forget boys in the hood is an r-rated movie you should not show that to your kids i don't care how right. black your kids are good god no but it, it's just like that kind of stuff where where like she would now she's like shocked that I didn't see certain stuff, but she never really put certain things like that before me. Right, right. Aside from slavery books. So it was like, I don't want to. Our stuff is sad all the yeah, time. Yeah, Everyone yeah, else yeah. is about family and yeah, joy. And yeah. yeah, so. You had Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis and <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Lohan switching. Yeah. <laughs> There's no black version of that. <laughs> well, you know, They're hey, you was able to watch The Wiz. Yeah, I watched The Wiz. There's that, much. you know? Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, yeah but anyway, funny. so <laughs> I think that played a part in me wanting to um just as life kind of went on, it was me trying to put up appearances to yep. feel like I needed to be this person that I always I would I was not necessarily um at all, but it mm-hmm. was really me just trying to I guess fit in. Mm-hmm. Um so uh I applied to uh, the HBCUs, and I got into quite a few of them, and I ended up going to Hampton. Okay. Um, with me going to Hampton, I was only there for two, three months. Okay. And I actually ended up getting sexually assaulted. And okay. And even, so, like, if we go back to, like, the baptism thing, like, one of the, you know, one of the main things, like, don't have sex before marriage, yeah, and this yeah, and that, and yeah. I actually, like, really cared about that, yeah. because I like the idea of, like, romance, and being with someone who really cares about you, and all mm-hmm, that stuff, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I didn't care about that in high school, right. so I was like, I want to wait till marriage, like, because I'm told when you love someone, you, that's who you end up giving yourself to, and I figured, you know, marriage was just, like, the ideal thing to do right mm-hmm. um but when i was in hampton and basically that was kind of i guess taken from me mm-hmm. that really shattered like my entire perspective of life itself i was trying to to get more equated with my black side mm-hmm. you know black culture trying to to understand more and that made it worse because I was already kind of things were already put in the perspective of like there's like this intimidation with black people and now it was a black person that that 
uh, sexually assaulted me so it just really made it worse um and then on top of that um my my like my innocence you know was was taken and i think for some people you can go like two different routes when situations like that happen you can either be like i don't ever want to be touched again Uh or you're like i don't care right and i was on that i don't care side and i mean you even got the other side where you know some women you know don't want to be touched by men so they're now you know lesbians or or whatever that wasn't that's that's that that's something nice. that that's something that somebody gained me to a yeah. a long time ago. Like I didn't understand it. I was like, yeah. wait, why does why do women quote unquote become? And I've heard again, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. So like, why do women become gay after you know either being molested or or, or or raped or taken advantage of? And and I I don't know why it didn't click to me. And somebody was like, because they don't want to be touched by men anymore ever again. Yeah. And I was like, oh duh, it makes it it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's a fear. Oh, absolutely, and for sure, and I, I can understand that. It's, you know, it's 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 trauma. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's that's how. I mean, it's not the same thing. But I remember I got bit by a dog one time. I was scared of every single dog there was after that for like almost a year. You know what I mean? Like the smallest of dogs. I was like, yo, listen, get your dog, man. Like, get your, bro, <laughs> get your dog, man. Look, the dog ain't did nothing but sit there and wag his tail at me. Hey, yeah. get your dog, bro. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, keep going. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's fine. This isn't new. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so, so so let me go ahead and just interject here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I'm not a perfect husband. Um, I make <laughs> I make mistakes and I make them make them often. One of my biggest flaws, and I've accepted it, and I'm trying to work on it, is I often cut my wife off when we're having conversations. Um, <laughs> I, I I said this jokingly a few nights ago, and but it's actually got a true. Uh, sometimes, a lot of times. Um, I'm sorry. Majority of the time, I, I I I I listen to to respond, and I don't listen to understand. So y'all pray pray for me. Um, I'm 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 working. That's why she tried to take that little jab at me. So that's her flaw. Her flaw is she takes jabs at me in public settings because this is a public setting. Oh millions of people could possibly li- listen to this, and she just took a jab at me in front of millions of people. Okay. Don't ever leave your partner. What's going on? Okay. So anyway, back to oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> We on the Why Jesus Godcast, baby. Yes, we are. But no, you were, you were, you were. So you were mentioning about how you were. There was two ends of that spectrum after something yeah. like that happens. Either you kind of empower yourself, quote unquote, and you go gung ho into you know sexual life, or you just don't want. You're on the opposite end of not wanting to be touched at all. Yeah, and so, so what? What the way things went was so that happened, and then for a while, like. I had, like, really bad, um, like, really, 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 really bad, um, PTSD afterwards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, like, I stopped talking to my parents, I wasn't going to school, I stayed in my dorm room, and just eventually, like, my parents realized I wasn't calling them or text, was I texting? Yeah, texting was a thing at the time. I just wasn't communicating with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and just eventually I had shared what happened. My dad came out and packed up all my stuff and we went back home. And from there, like, so I was just at home and, uh, like my parents were still at work. So it was like October Mm -hmm. and the moment they left, like I would turn on the alarm. 
I would make sure all the doors were mm-hmm. locked, and mm-hmm. I would just go into my room. Like, I wouldn't even, like, leave my... I would set the alarm, lock the doors, and then not even step outside of my room. So, right. it was, like, I felt, like, extra, extra security. Right, right, right. And, um, that was, like, uh, that was, like, my thing for, like, for, like, a while. Yeah. And, um... I had like a, a friend at the time that was still in the area after graduating high school and like my parents and my therapist at the time thought that it would be a good idea if I spent time with him. I'm not sure why I'm not sure why they thought that was a good idea right. for one for me to spend time with another male, but you know, whatever. And um eventually we were spending time together pretty often and that was the only way that I was really getting out of the house and um just over some time like he would want to know like what because he liked me but I never really wanted to say why I didn't want to be in a relationship why I didn't want to be touched really because I I mean I didn't immediately go to the I don't care place but I was kind of like you just you don't understand life (laughs) in that time period of of something traumatic happening right, to you. Everything right. that mattered to you just doesn't anymore. And it, it, everything's just confusing. So right. because you're so confused, it's hard to really like act like things are fine. And that was my issue with him. So over time, like because he would try to like even just hug me and stuff, and I'd be like, no, it's, it's good. I'm just not affectionate, which isn't true. I'm actually a very affectionate person. Yes, she is. But... <laughs> Yeah, she is. But I would just be like, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like hugs. I don't, you know, I would try to just play that kind of role. Um, just eventually, I ended up telling him because he would get frustrated and would like threaten to not spend time with me anymore. So I had kind of told him, and I think like the within like the next day or so, he had mentioned like, hey, like if you don't if you don't like try then like you'll never do it and it won't be like the way that he explained oh if you don't try to have sex again then it'll immediately will bring you right back to the first time it happened and you're not going to know how to handle it and all this stuff and it kind of put a pressure on me because I still really wanted that special moment when you're married Mm -hmm. yeah and I felt like, well, I don't want to have a special moment when I'm married and then it end up being a disaster and I'm crying afterwards, you know, whatever. Right. So in that, it kind of like persuaded me to end up having sex with him. And right. within that time, I realized that um, I had missed my period. Uh-huh. And then come to find out, I actually ended up being pregnant and that was like the worst thing to me because I felt like I I like I got played for the okie doke in that situation like I was really like um talked into it right because he really tried to give you advice like he was some licensed therapist or counselor yeah like he really thought he was helping and that is hands down some of the worst advice I've maybe ever heard in my life like that was (laughs) that was just terrible my goodness yeah yeah, and when I had told him, he asked if it was his, and that really was like the the worst thing to me 
because I was like I I really like confided in telling like I didn't want to tell you what happened to me for the longest and then when I did confide in you you manipulated me into feeling like I needed to have sex with you in order for me to feel comfortable with it again and that's the first thing that you asked yeah that's <laughs> it just didn't make sense to me and we say some wild stuff when we kids though man yeah when we when we young and we just don't understand we don't we, know what's going yeah. on yeah because i mean he was just thing he was probably scared and nervous too and i mean what is he even what if we've seen in media what if we have been yeah. hearing from people you know almost all our lives just as black men growing up uh-huh. you know hey yeah question if it's yours dog yeah, question right. if it's yours i mean maury black people love laughing at maury mm-hmm. you know what i mean and maury is all about let's laugh at these black people who don't know who the father of their child is like yeah. it's it's like a, a constant running joke so i mean not to take away from what happened to you but just thinking about it it's like yeah he probably was in a wild place too you know yeah um and so from then and i think because when i had first came back from hampton my mom took me straight to the doctor and she was like if you're pregnant we're getting rid of it and so because of that situation i wasn't thankfully from that but because that just seemed like that's the answer i ended up going through with it with this situation um and from that next day after i had gotten an abortion that's when my whole like emotion of care and love and all that stuff like towards men especially was just completely gone wow i was like they suck yeah they've done nothing we do (laughs) i was like they didn't and you know i'm over here mad at my dad that's not here so i'm like all i do is leave as if it was his fault but it was like all i do is leave and and hurt you and you know all just that just all that situation so yeah so from there um like my mom was trying to like have me to be like excited because when i was in high school i was in arcanet and arcanet is a high school zeta pretty much member um, of zeta five beta yeah, sorority zeta Incorporated, five beta. for those who may not be familiar with uh black greek letter organizations right and so um because i was back home she was able to i got accepted to a school that was in my area before i had left and she was able to get me to go to that school by january so all of this happened in a pretty short amount of time Mm -hmm. um and so when i was there like she's like using zeta as like you know get your gpa where it needs to be and um then you, you know we can we can get you to like start your process you know start going to interest meetings start going to whatever um and there was no zetas on campus too so like mm-hmm. she there was this hype of like you know you'll get to be the first zetas mm-hmm. to start the campus off again and all she sold it to you didn't she yeah <laughs> but like i wanted it because right. i felt like that was like my uh, like this is another chance of me having some type of identity because the whole white situation like that's just always been a thing where i don't know where i fit where i fit in in a culture or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and then when i tried to be around more black people i ended up getting traumatized Mm -hmm. and you know all that stuff 
So, long story short, some years go by and I end up being a Zeta. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened to me. Oh, wow. Because when you're a Zeta or when you're Greek in general, Mm -hmm. you get this attention. You're you're all over the place when it comes to not just your own campus, but your own campus, but other campuses too. Mm -hmm. And that attention you're getting isn't just from like females that want to be Zetas. They're from men. There, mm-hmm. we have sigmas, we have Qs, and you know, mind you, my mom is a Zeta and my dad is a Q. Mm-hmm. So, and then I also wanted to be a Zeta because my dad, who passed away, was a sigma. So right, I felt like right, it was my right. right to be Greek. Right. Within that, my my number of people that I was had been uh, involved with had skyrocketed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the word choice you're using. It's so. Uh so classy is it yeah <laughs> the number of people i was involved with yeah okay. my yeah. entanglements yeah you're in- yeah <laughs> there you go entanglements. i respect it um so so yeah and um and then i had a boyfriend who was a sigma who i cheated on all the time like i had no respect for men like at all and i feel like i was doing like you know they don't care nothing about me i know that much right, but when right. i hear how, how men talk about women and so yeah i'm not about to get played because yeah. this happened to me already so you kind of like played the power role like yo i do what i want yeah. when i want how i want yeah i, I ain't worried like about was, how you feel about it mm-hmm. yeah i feel like i was i was really like in the in the best place i could be when it came to having control over my emotions and i'm having sex with who i want to have sex with and i'm not like i thought i was better than my line sister at the time because she would after one time she was like hitting you up a million times and i was like i ain't like that so i know i'm on the upper hand yeah so yeah um and i had a boyfriend at the time he was like a drug dealer (laughs) and um i had like sworn i would never like smoke weed or whatever that that stop that was yeah that, that was yeah i was high every day yeah. and not just like smoking bl- blunts or papers but i was taking dabs and and all that like it was like it ended up and i was you know i was drinking all the time I mean, it's, it's college you know yeah. these are yeah. the things that you can do college like, stuff yeah. yeah and but like i was just i feel like i was a little more ruthless with it because oh. i just didn't care about how people felt because I felt like I had to be on the, that was me being on the defense in some way. Um, and that was really my life. But however, I wasn't going to classes. I was ditching all the time. I was always at my, like my line sister's house or my boyfriend's house or, you know, whatever. I was just kind of just, I thought I was living life. But I knew my grades sucked, and I would mm-hmm. just try to ignore it because everything else seemed like they were fine. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that was that was me before being saved. Like I thought I was, thought I thought I was, I was it. Yeah, Dodgers in control. <laughs> in the sex, midst of it, I sex met. Sex and weed. Yeah, in the midst of in the midst of it, I met you. Yeah, you did. You did meet me in the midst of <laughs> in the midst of all that. Yeah. What I mean, what a time that was. That was such an interesting time. And we used to talk about this recently about how I like kind of thought back to that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Cause even like, even though 
like I said, I don't know how to explain it or anything like that. But even like prior to you even being saved and me being saved and just us communicating, there was a uh, there was some sort of connection there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, here we, here we are now. We can probably talk about that on another episode of the podcast. So there we go. We got we got your upbringing. We thought we got who you were before before Christ. Now let's talk about um, what I like to consider the most important moment of our lives ladies and gentlemen let's talk about that moment of salvation for you or the transition towards uh becoming becoming say as i've mentioned on the on the the godcast before um a lot of times we make salvation about that moment that we prayed the prayer and things like that but i truly firmly believe that god yeah that could happen you know maybe we have a day where we're just walking in the mall and somebody gives us a track and we read it and we give our lives to Christ within five minutes or whatever. But I feel like God with a majority of people, he works on them prior to that moment of, of them accepting. He shows them the, themselves. Uh, he reveals himself to, to them as well. And then they have to make a decision after they've come to the grips with the truth of, of the gospel. So let's talk about just your transition to, into salvation. What was what was that moment like that like or what was that time period like for you what did that look like for you um so what i think is interesting is that while i'm thinking that i'm like at my peak Mm -hmm. i'm really at the lowest place that i could really be but the enemy really had me fooled yeah you know um so like i said i was ditching class all the time right um and at this point i was in school for four and a half years or so yeah. and my mom was like how come you haven't graduated yet mm. meanwhile she doesn't know that like this is this is my life right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> she has yeah, no yeah. idea right i was good at putting on a face when mm-hmm. i was at home with my parents as if like i was you know being a, a student and angelic yeah. you know yeah. all that stuff but really i had weed waiting for me at home i yeah. didn't wait to get out of out of the house so i can go back to my apartment and roll you know, up yeah and hit up and be like hey what you doing yeah to yeah <laughs> whoever you know yeah, 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 yeah. um but because she had asked me how come i hadn't graduated i just went ahead and applied for graduation man i didn't i was i just was i was a, i was avoiding everything when it came to school right. when it came to my grades the right. things that like outwardly that can be seen I just didn't want to face it because I knew that I was making choices that were not the best mm-hmm. like I knew it mm-hmm. but because I went ahead and applied and because I had enough credits because I had been in school for long enough I was ex- like they approved my graduation and I was like alright cool like I know I didn't I know I need to repeat some classes, but yeah, yeah. on the outside, it looks like I'm good. And I posted it on Facebook. I applied for graduation. It got accepted. Um, told my mom. She's out here, like, making the invitations to the graduation. Like, this whole buildup. And then in the midst of it, like, um, my grandma, she's like, uh, go get uh, get a passport and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my parents end up telling me, like, um, towards graduation time like oh yeah you're gonna go on a trip uh for it's like a graduation gift and like i'm all <laughs> i'm like oh 
That's what's up. Oh, <laughs> a graduation yeah, gift for the one who hasn't graduated. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay. I mean, it looks good, so I'm just gonna keep keep it up. Yeah. And you know, I did I did black grad. I did I you know all that or whatever. Um. So then I had quote unquote graduated. Well, I walked. So right, I, right. I walked across right. the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, it kind of was like gnawing at me a little bit because I was like, soon enough, like, diploma or degrees are going to be sent out and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get mine. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just going to try to keep this, this act up. But mm-hmm. it started to kind of be like, you can't just keep ignoring this for right. so long. Right. But I was trying because yeah, I had more to be excited about. I'm going on this trip. I'm going away. Yeah. Cool. That's going to. In my mind, it was like, that's going to keep my mind off of everything. Mm-hmm. And really, it was the opposite. I had gone on a cruise, a Mediterranean cruise for 10 days. And it was in Rome, France, and... Well, I can't remember the other place. But it was it was not Eric. It was in Europe. It wasn't Italy. It was Italy. Was it Sicily? No. Where is Sicily? Isn't that in Italy? I'm almost certain it is. Oh, okay. But it was in that it was in that area. I'm so unlearned. <laughs> um so while while we were there, um I so okay, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but when it be like finals time in school, like I had like a gospel playlist because that's what was like I was like, this gospel music is gonna help keep me motivated for school. God, I need you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've been cutting the fool all semester, but it's finals time. God, yep. show up and show out. Yep, that's exactly how it was. And so when I had left, of course I couldn't use my phone, but the songs that I had saved on my phone were all I could listen to. And mm-hmm. they just so happened to be all gospel songs. Mm. And I was like, alright, mm. I mean, I guess, that's, I guess that's all I got. And we're in areas where they're like, oh, we're we're going to the cathedral. We're going to like certain like areas where I'm like church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I was. I I don't know. My environment couldn't distract me anymore from yeah. looking at just like where I was. Yeah. And. Because of where I was, I knew that I was in a place that was significant to, like, God in some way. I couldn't put words to it, but because we were in these, like, we were in these, like, churches and, and like, historical areas and stuff where it's, like, it just, it just made me look at how this little life that I've lived, even in the midst of me doing things because of me not caring about men because of trauma and stuff like that, right. that's, that's that's not my unique story apart from everyone else's. Like, right. This is other people's life too, and there's my little circle of bubble of life is, is so minor compared to just life in general. Uh-huh. And I think that's kind of like what was where God was kind of like, you know, the scripture says, I stand at the door and I knock. I feel mm-hmm. like he kind of was like, you know, knock, knocking right there. On the, and, during that whole trip. Yeah. 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 Because I started, like, when I came back, I wanted to go to church now. Mm. Like, and I was, I was talking to this, to this queue beforehand, before I had left. 
and, um, I mean, I still have, I mean, I wasn't saved yet, so I was still, still had my ways. Oh, this played a big part, too. So, at the time, too, I had, quote-unquote, graduated, and I didn't move back to my parents yet. I was living with my best friends, Brittany and Tiffany, and, um, the Q I was talking to, he lived in the Bay, so he would come and travel from... Um, out of town to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, and one time he came, uh, and Brittany and Tiffany were not there. Mm-hmm. And I had left to meet him at his car to walk with him back to the apartment. Yeah. And we were taking our sweet time, really. Like, we had gone and got slushies because they were across the street mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then eventually I saw, like, smoke coming up from where I just came from. And I remembered that I was making fries and burgers. <laughs> Come to find out, I had started a fire in their apartment. And uh, it was real bad. <laughs> I ended up paying for it. But in that time, Goodness it gracious. was... It was one of the, like, it was a situation where for the longest I've been able to keep up appearances, and at that point, like, my my lifestyle not only was affecting me, but it now affected Somebody people else. that I cared uh-huh. about. Yeah, more specifically, it's people you care about, yeah. Yeah, sure. and I had a difficult time with that, and I felt like God was also kind of like, see, like... Again, I wasn't his yet, but it was like more of what I've tried to keep to myself was starting to be a little more exposed to myself and to, I mean, they knew that's what I was doing, but they didn't know that, like, it it wasn't just like, oh, I told them, but now, like, my mom knows, Mm -hmm. other people, just, you know, all that stuff, whatever. So, it came around the time of... Uh, it was October, mm-hmm. and this was a month, that was the month that my dad had passed away, and it was his 20th, there was a, a 20th anniversary of his passing that was happening, and it, it really, it really shook me up really bad, Yeah. Um, because I realized, like, that's where the start of, I guess, like, my hurt kind of started kind of came from and it started I mean started when I was four so it started at a really young age and when when that was coming around it made me reflect a whole lot where I just wasn't as the longest I would deflect now I'm reflecting more mm-hmm. and reflection to reflection yeah check that out <laughs> and um the day that there was it was like a little dinner that it was it was his mom and his sister and I I don't ever see them so it's hard to even say it was my grandma and my auntie well that's who they were but you know I don't ever see them um and it just I don't know it just really it just really bothered me a whole lot that he wasn't there and I was like I just really want a father that's not to downplay my stepdad at all but um he I mean he's not perfect either there was there was issues that I had at the time too when it came to both of my parents Mm -hmm. um but I just I felt like I didn't have anyone who really knew where I was and why I was feeling how I was and Mm -hmm. 
and ha- and was living the way that I was. Right. And that night I was at home in my room because at that point I wasn't living with my best friends anymore because they had kicked me out because I started a fire. So right. I was back with my parents. <laughs> and I was in my room and I was just crying. And I remember saying, God, I want to live for you and I'm sorry. And I was just really looking at just what I've been doing. I'm drinking. I'm having sex all the time with these random people. Um, I know I didn't graduate. You know, all this. Like, I'm not... I'm, I don't know what I want to do with my life at all. I'm just, I'm just coasting, just right. doing whatever. And in the midst of me apologizing, I heard very clearly, I forgive you. Mm. And it was like from that moment on, all I wanted was God. All yeah. I wanted to know was who Jesus is. Yeah. And that's really, that really, I had stopped talking to the queue I was talking to. Like, my whole focus was like, I want to go to church for real. And yeah. I really want to better my life i started to feel like there's purpose now yeah who i am yeah and yeah man so right there in your room yeah yeah just in there just having a what they like what like you call (laughs) man that's a blooper reel right there (laughs) but you were in the room having what a lot of people like to call a come to jesus moment essentially Yeah. yeah and um and it's you know i think it's dope because you know, even even when it comes to salvation, we talk about how, you know, this is what we say, this is what we do and things like that. But we got to remember that salvation is a hard thing and God is looking at our heart way more than what he's looking at comes out of our mouth. And in that moment, you just had a sincere, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what repentance is, you know, a, re- a sincere, I'm sorry, where your heart and your mind has changed from what it what you how you were viewing your sin and viewing your life to the way god is viewing it that's the only way we would say it we're sorry if we started viewing things the way that god views it especially if we're apologizing to him um i think that's beautiful i, I really think it's beautiful how that, how that happened hey god i'm god i've been wilding and i'm just yeah. i'm just flat out sorry i don't even know what other words to say right now i'm crying i'm a mess i'm sorry and i want to live for you so i i love that that's that's beautiful um you know what's funny though tyler you know what i think about in the midst of that that process before you went on that trip that's when me and you had stopped communicating originally yeah yeah because we were like i said we were talking really really heavy and things like that and then then you you know i will yeah you know we we, we stopped communicating (laughs) and and things like that and then and then yeah and then you uh, ended up on that on that path and I'm, I'm actually so glad you did so now that you're saved right you got saved right there in your room ladies and gentlemen it's another example of you know somebody not even being at church and just surrendering their life to jesus christ i i love it i love it i have nothing against people getting saved in church i i think that's awesome as well but it's something about that authentic- yeah exactly exactly because it's, it's like you know god met me yeah. where I was like it was authentic. literally like, yeah you know he met me right where I right where I was so talk to them about what your life looks like now that you are are saved now what does life look like for Atala now um one of my favorite things to really like look at is is really how because I was a Zeta at the time I had Dean the line I think maybe like the year before mm-hmm. or yeah um so I like neos and stuff. And one thing that people don't tell you is that in Greek life, there's like a million things 
where drama is. Like, there's no way of escaping man. drama. <laughs> man. It's everywhere. I, and you know what's crazy? I never had no drama in my life until I pledged. Yeah. I could. That's crazy. I was cool with everybody. I pledged. All of a sudden, I'm beefing with, with everybody and their mama, man. Yeah. yeah. And and I would I would always be like the person that, because you're the dean, it's like, you know, I'm yeah. told all the time. And... Uh, from it's like the moment I got saved, maybe like uh, so I had went back to school, mm-hmm. <laughs> went back to school. Right. I had gone to finish because <laughs> my mom was like, "How come you haven't got your your degree yet?" And I wasn't a hundred percent honest. I was like, I had I had looked and it, there's some classes that it seems like I still need to take. You know, mm-hmm. there were classes I had to repeat, but mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't use those words yet. I was a, I was new. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. know how to, I didn't know how to just fess up and be honest about like, right. look, I was tripping because my mom not being saved made it difficult for me to really like be honest about it because mm-hmm. I felt like it was it would be more of like a we had, we went through all this stuff yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah, I didn't yeah. want to hear all that because I felt like I felt now like excited about life so I was like yeah I'm ready to go to school I'm gonna do right and all yeah. this stuff whatever so I ended up going back to school and repeating the classes I had to take and and taking classes that I didn't take yet mm-hmm. um it's funny when you repeat classes that you were skipping you're like Oh man, all these assignments I never did. Mm. This is what what I was supposed to be doing. Meanwhile, I was (laughs) doing this over here. Um, but while I was there, you know, my my neos and my line sisters were on campus, and there was that same type of drama, and I just did not care. Right. I had no like. They're coming to me all upset because usually I'd be like you know just as mad too but i was like hey it's not even that serious like none of this even matters mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. like this is stupid yeah i'm so mad at this who's she talking to who she want to be friends with all this stuff i was like this is it doesn't matter um and then it wasn't too long until you as like a friend at the time because i think i had told you that i had gotten saved you did mm-hmm. and um and then that's when we started kind of talking more again. And randomly, you sent me that video of the pastor talking about how Greek life is idolatry mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And yeah. these were words that I didn't know yet. Because right. I was still new. And I didn't really have, like, a church home yet. I didn't have, like, a mentor. Like, right. I didn't you have, like, a... a disciple or that yet. It was just no. new and saved. Yeah. And I was new and saved by myself. I didn't right. have anyone yeah. personally that I could really, like, talk to mm-hmm. and get more understanding. So, when I'm hearing idolatry and I'm hearing, um, like, a, a soul ties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All that stuff. I, like, it just... It, for one, it showed me, like, why I probably wasn't caring about the things for Greek about Greek life as I would before but it also was like really convicting because I had no idea I didn't know anything about unclean spirits or anything Mm -hmm. like that so um for I think I like to look at how Zeta just that that was like a a big thing for me Mm -hmm. just ended up being like the most disgusting thing that I never would have thought would have been that to me you know you're told this is a lifelong 
organization and the thought of leaving the organization seems like it's impossible like once you're in you're in there's no way out yeah and when you initially hear it it sounds exciting because it's like i'll never like (laughs) zeta will never leave me right Mm -hmm. but really when you look at it it's like it's a trap almost Mm -hmm. but it's said and it's sugar-coated in a way that make it sound like oh you have a belonging Mm -hmm. you have like a sisterhood and all that stuff um so denouncing was one of those things that that i had did that caused a lot of drama with my everyone that i was involved with my parents included my mom was very upset very upset and that was one of one of the things that i had a hard time with like when you really are living for god you're gonna upset some people and that's i definitely did that yeah you did yeah, <laughs> um, you did. and then then you came along and we were talking and then we got <laughs> then we were out of that one phone call and that kind of set it off where it was like oh so we're not just friends god actually purposed for us to to be together yeah and you being all the way in texas it's almost like i knew immediately that i was moving here so not only did i denounce but i also moved and then not only did i move but then we ended up getting married fairly quickly too yeah no and can we, i just want to say something can we say this on the record just for the record all right mm-hmm. <coughs> i didn't force you or persuade you to denounce your organization right no not at or, all. okay let, let me rephrase that did i persuade you or force you to denounce your organization no so okay. when when you when you denounced your letters i was <coughs> i was deep in zeta at right. the time and mm-hmm. i wasn't even saved either too right so when you say you denounced it and you and you had told me the reason i was like uh okay anyway um i'm still doing what i'm doing and we're still talking so as long as we're still talking and me being a zeta doesn't offend you really i remember you kind of were like you had somewhat of an issue with me being dean i don't know if you remember that i don't well i mean i didn't i didn't want to tell you that i ended up telling you and you were like i knew it and yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. I did know it. Um, I knew that was coming because everything I knew how my chapter was, and I knew who you were on your ch- in, like at in your chapter. I was like, oh, she's gonna be a dean eventually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when that happened, like, but that I mean, no, that didn't that didn't really play a part. And then when you had you denouncing you ha- okay, you being a person that was already denounced from the organization wasn't something that I thought about when I got saved. Right. When you sent me that video, I just so happened to have got it when my line sisters showed up randomly and they were like, come on, we're going to go to set because our Neos at a different school were having set for their line. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know they were even coming. They basically came and like kidnapped me. And I was in the back seat on the way to set listening to because they they're not recognizing that i'm saved now so like i'm i'm willing to listen to anything about jesus right and that was one of those things so i'm in the back seat while they're doing whatever in the front and i'm listening to this pastor talking about the thing that i'm a part of and he's talking about where i'm actually going to right now Mm -hmm. like the whole set process of like 
pledging and all that stuff. So then when I actually go to set, I'm seeing exactly what... What he's talking about. Yeah, so it wasn't you. It just... I don't believe in coincidences. You send it to me, and then now it's like, here's exactly what, what you just heard, yeah. you know? And I do believe God was was in that completely. So, no, it wasn't you that influenced that. I think oh, okay. God just used you. I just wanted it on the record. Yeah, know? I know. Also, for the record, um, I didn't... I didn't... Did I, I'm sorry. Did <laughs> you did, I, you did did I not, force you to move to Texas? You did not did force Did I persuade me. you to move to Texas? The conversation went, we were on the phone, or we were on FaceTime, and I don't know what Jesus talk we were having, but in the midst of it, you said, I think I love you. I think I said that you are my wife. And I said, so when am I moving? Yeah. And that's pretty much how that went. Because you was rapping. Like, you was getting busy. I don't remember what we were talking about, but you was... (laughs) You was busting, and you like you had just like you was pretty like still new, newly saved. Like I wasn't even a year saved. Man, I was like, yo, so she. Much. I was like, yo, she going in right now. She, it's crazy. Yeah, um, and and in me saying like, when am I moving? It didn't. You know, sometimes you may say something, and then the Holy Spirit would be like, er, no, can't. Like you getting a little ahead of yourself. There, I never even like felt that or seen and I and I do feel like you know because I was like always reading always praying like really trying to get to know who God was yeah I feel like in that time because I was so diligent yeah God would have interjected or I would have heard something because I was so like my prayer life was like spot on pretty yeah. much and I was constantly trying and drawing drawing nigh. And stuff. Drawing nigh. yeah so at <coughs> no point in that was there conviction mm. it just felt like more so like confirmation from when I got here because it was like God was like kind of honoring the the willingness to do like to move yeah. here yeah so yeah, you didn't force me to move here either. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So now that's <laughs> on the record, that's for that's for the complete record. So we talked about your upbringing. We talked about that moment of transition. Uh, we talked about uh, what life looks like for you after after being saved. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, really quick, just so y'all know, like my wife really is a phenomenal woman of God. I'm not just saying that because she she's my wife. Um, I mean, she really gets it in with God, and God gives her some of the craziest, coldest revelations, man. Um, she's she's somebody's preacher, and she just don't she just don't know it yet. She just hasn't accepted it yet. But yeah, she's she's like she's she's really 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 cold. And I've watched the things that God has done in her life since she's since she's been saved, man. Um, again, I knew her before she got saved, and um, she was a force. She was a force before she got saved, um, but she's definitely a different type of force now. So now that that we talked about all that, um, my lovely wife, here we are at the conclusion and the culmination of this Why Jesus Godcast episode. And I must ask you, mm-hmm. why Jesus? Out of all the things that you could have either continued to do, all the things you could have continued to pursue, all the quote-unquote gods you could have served um religions you could have chosen why jesus why did you choose jesus 
Or why should somebody that does not know Jesus choose Jesus? Why Jesus? Well, I think the easiest way to to really like say it is everything that you're wanting, he has it. Oh man. Like every bit of like you may be hurt and be like looking for peace. We look for peace through or I, I was looking for, for peace through weed, yep. sex, yep. drugs, yep. partying, your friends. Like, you try to have that environment that kind of, like, helps to take your mind off of something, you uh-huh. know, whatever. But that, your friends go home, the weed high goes down, the alcohol, you got to keep buying it. You know, everything that you use, it has a limitation to yeah. it. Yeah. Jesus doesn't. Right. God gave me a revelation just yesterday showing me how water is so plentiful. Like, there's so much water in the earth, and there's more water in the earth than there is land. Yeah, it is. And because of that, it goes to show that water will never run out. Oh, my. Jesus is that exact same way. He is the living water, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, our the world that we live in is a reflection of his 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 continued everything that we need yes. just him being all that we need always like all we need is him wow um and so because of that it it just goes for me why jesus like i needed a father at a time god was like well here i am that that i'm that father that mm-hmm. you need i needed a man that i felt like loved me god's like here i am yeah this is what you need right here and then he was, well, I think too, this is a little side note. Then he was like, and here's another man that'll love you. Here's your husband. But anyway. Man. Um, and then. Wow. Uh, <laughs> then like, uh, like, I'm like, well, I need, I need a friend because I don't have anyone now. No one understands where I'm coming from. God's like, well, here I am. Everything that like I was in need of that I felt like I had to search for or find or whatever put all this extra effort in god was like i'm everything that you're needing yeah yeah and so as far as scripture goes yeah (laughs) in mark chapter 8 verse 36 scripture says for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul a banger I love that scripture. It's, yeah. it's become maybe like my top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's kind of scary because we, we search for so much stuff and you get so much like uh, physical um, gratification and it's, it's nothing. Right. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a great scripture too, though, because I think we look at it so wrong i don't think i don't say wrong but i think we look at it in in different ways often but just to think about man we pursue like you said so much stuff but our soul is constantly deteriorating yeah we're slowly moving further and further away from god the more we gain this world Mm -hmm. the more education we receive the more degrees we get the the better jobs that we get the more cars we get the uh more notoriety we get we're focused so much on these things and pursuing these things that our soul is literally slowly deteriorating as we put our hope and our trust 
in all these other in all these other things and god is like how that's gonna benefit you if you lose your soul because you can't take none of it with you right. your popularity here on earth don't translate to heaven or hell Ooh, that's a banger right there oh that's good your, your fame don't translate to the afterlife that money in that bank account don't translate yeah. into that afterlife and you can leave as much money for your kids as you want but if you don't leave them a legacy of jesus christ i mean what have you really what have you really have you really left them so i think that's a great a great scripture atala just also for the record, I love you. Um, in front of the world. This has been um, a joy to listen to. Ladies and gentlemen, insert a round of applause here for my beautiful wife. I said clap for her <laughs> right now. <laughs> clap for my wife. Uh-huh. You feel me? Nah, I'm joking. Uh, Tyler, thank you for doing this. Thank you for you, having me. Yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Um, I, I felt led by God to ask you. Um... And it was again. It's beautiful to listen to it in this in this manner. I mean, me and you talk. We have conversations all the time. But this was this was a different platform. This was fun, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Tyler, you want to give them like maybe like your your social media stuff so they can maybe get with you if they want to. Uh, oh sure. Um, so uh, to hear more about my denouncement, I actually posted a YouTube video a couple years ago. Yeah, you and, did. Um. But I think it's just my name that you can search for. It was just Atala Stevenson. And then you can do the same to find my Facebook. And that's really just it. I'm not really on Instagram like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know if I'm sorry. Little TikTok videos. I'm not sure. Post oh. like three. Well, well, we'll find so out. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, listen, if, if she decides to do that, I'll just, you know, put whatever it is in the description yeah. of the episode. Tyler, thank you again for, for being on. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another fabulous, fantastic episode of the Why Jesus Godcast. Oh, did I say Godcast? You know I said Godcast because it's all about the true and living God, baby. Everybody else doing podcasts, we're doing Godcast over on this side. Listen, I love y'all. Thank y'all for constantly supporting and listening. Share it with your uh your 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 co-workers share it with your friends and share it with your enemies if you can ladies and gentlemen i love y'all god bless y'all have a good night have a good morning have a good evening whichever one you have and just make sure at all times that you remember that god is good peace Now listen, didn't I tell y'all my wife and my sister in Christ had a crazy testimony, crazy, crazy, crazy testimony. And I know some of y'all can relate to that. And I praise God that my wife was able to come on and do this. And that she even agreed to do it because, you know, just because she's my wife doesn't mean that she has to do anything. It doesn't mean that she has to be a part of anything I do, but she willingly chose to do it. um, And she allowed the Lord to use her. And I'm so, so grateful that she did. I'm glad that y'all were able to learn a little bit more about her, just like I've learned about her. Um, And just another reason why I just love her the way I do. So check this out. This is the part of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, where we really bust down this Bible uh, because it's very important that we know what the word of God says um, about God, about us, about salvation, about knowing him, uh, about how we treat each other. It's important because the word of God 
is like the very essence of God. It's who God is. It's what God expects of us. Um, and it's very important to follow it. This Bible is not just some other book. It's just not something that's written by some man. This is God inspired and God breathed uh, words to live by uh, uh, and to, to help us to, again, to know ourselves and to know him better and to know how to navigate through this thing called life, man. So let's jump right into um, our first scripture uh, in Psalms chapter 51, the 51st Psalm verses 16 and 17. Now, the reason that I'm going to this scripture is because I think about what Atala was saying in her testimony. Um, about where she kind of was when she gave her life to Christ. Um, and we really see some humility there. Um, and that's really what God is looking for. Um, we see in scripture where the rich young ruler kind of came to God in a, in a kind of pride for our haughty manner. Um, but God is looking for us to be um, humbled before him, surrendered before him when we come to him in, in salvation. Um, and he will receive us. We see scripture that talks about coming to God as little children. Um, little children are innocent. They come humble, humble before before people so that's how god is wanting us to to come look at what psalms 51 verse 16 and 17 says he says for thou desires that thou was talking about the, the true and living god for thou desires not sacrifice else would i give it thou delighted not in burnt offerings god is not looking for our stuff he's not looking for our actions but this is what it says it says verse 17 the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart oh god thou wilt not despise so we're talking about a heart that is is understanding where it truly is in comparison to god's heart um are we in a place of repentance are we in a place of 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 godly sorrow for the sin in our life this is what god is looking for because we can't come to god and be like well god i ain't got no sin or we can't come to god and say well my sin ain't that bad no we have to come to god like yo god, i'm filthy i am a mess um and without you i am nothing that is what God is looking for, because that's the humility to where because anything outside of that shows us uh, or shows God that we think that we don't need him. It's not that we don't need him. It's to show God that we think that we don't need him. And that's exactly what happens when we don't come to come before God um, in, a, in a humble state. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for us to humble ourselves before him because he is the true and living God. And there's none higher. Um, uh, uh, we can't compare to him. He is the creator and we are indeed the creation. And we have to constantly remember that. Um, that's why I even think it's dangerous when we say things like, you know, talk to God the way um, you talk to me. You know, when we try to teach you how to pray and things like that. I get the, the concept. The concept is, you know, talk to God like he's a real person, like he's really there. I get that. But we also have to be very careful when we say that to people and make sure that's exactly what we mean and that people understand that's what we mean because we also have to remember that god is the king of kings lord of lords he is the most high god he is the almighty god um and he is much higher than us god is royalty he's royalty and we can't just go before god any type of way as if he's our boss or if he's just like a homie on the street that doesn't show him any reverence that does, that, that 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 diminishes um his his what's the best word i can think of um I can't think of a word, but it, it, it diminishes who he is because it brings him down to our level. And that's not that's not what we do to God. That's not what we do to God. So we have to be very, 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 very careful, careful with that. Um, the next verse of scripture that I, I want to go to is uh, Philippians chapter four, verse verse 19, um, because oftentimes, you know, we look for all these other things to fulfill us. Um, and this scripture just kind of talks about how um, 
everything that we need is in Jesus Christ. Like we're going to all these different places, all these different people, all these different things looking for 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 answers to our problems and to fulfill our needs and things like that. When every single thing that we need um, is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, William McDowell, who's one of my one of my favorite artists, um, that brother is so so anointed. He has a song that says everything we need um is in the presence of god so it's it's in him it's it's in in our heavenly father it's in the 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 our lord and savior jesus christ um so the scripture says here i am in philippians chapter 4 uh verse number 19 but my god shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by christ jesus right so a lot of us a lot of times we use that scripture to say that um oh if we if we need provision in this earth you know god is going to is going to supply that through jesus christ and, and 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 we can maybe kind of possibly apply that that scripture to things like providing for our provisions and things like that absolutely you know whether it be we need groceries or we need our bills paid or whatever yeah yeah sure 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 god is providing for our needs but the thing that we really need the thing that we really need is in Christ Jesus. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on our behalf to where we can have salvation through him and be in right standings with God because everything in this earth is going to pass away. Everything that we need to have in this earth is temporary and it's going to go away and we're going to leave it at some point. But what we really need is, is a true relationship with God and to accept him and to follow him and be obedient to him so that we can be in heaven and, uh, and have eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what he's talking about because that's what we actually need we don't need clothes we don't need money we don't need food like that you know what i mean like we need it but we don't need it like that most important thing that we need is salvation through the lord jesus christ we need the blood we need the grace of, our, of, of a true and living god that is what we need ladies and gentlemen so a lot of us are out there searching for things and we say we we need a better career we need a better job we need a spouse we need these things no 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 you need jesus christ you need to be in a right relationship with the heavenly father because a heaven and earth shall pass away but the word of god is eternal and and heaven is eternal and, and eternal life is a real thing where you where you just uh, decide to spend it of course it's up to you um and we got to make that decision before we leave before we leave this place um atala also mentioned in her in her testimony something that um i thought was really good as well she talked about jesus christ being the living water being that satisfaction that we need i want to go over here to john chapter 4 verse number 10 just real real quick just real real quick real real quick because i think this is important um you know and and think about what this scripture represents when jesus says i'm that that living water right and he and he tells this 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 young lady that um those who drink of of the water that i give them they'll never they'll never thirst again matter of fact i want to start over here at uh at, at, at john chapter 4 verse number 7 check this out there cometh the woman of samaria to draw water Jesus said unto her, give me to drink for his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew ask uh, drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And this is what Jesus said, because man, Jesus was so good with his responses, man, Jesus, Jesus was so cold. He was so cold. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of me and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto her, sir, thou hast nothing to draw with and the well is deep from whence thou hast. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, from whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drink thereof himself and his children and his cattle? 
And Jesus, here he go with his with his amazing responses. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That well of water represents being continuously satisfied. My God, we're, we're at, when we're without Christ, we're thirsty. We're spiritually thirsty. We're spiritually dehydrated. But Jesus Christ says that when you accept me, I will be like a, a well of water that springs up in you to where you'll be constantly satisfied. We, it's, it's not like, you know, when we go out here and we get a career and we're satisfied for a little while and then we feel like we have to get another goal. No, God is saying that when you choose me, you will be forever satisfied. Last scripture I want to look at here is Mark chapter 8, verse 36. And Atala also mentioned to this, uh, mentioned uh, this scripture as well. And it speaks of how we all pursue things in this world. But what does it matter if we lose our soul? And it's uh, Mark chapter 8, verse number 36. Uh, matter of fact, I do want to start at number verse number 34. Um, Mark chapter 8. Verse 34, and when he had called the people unto him with, with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the shame shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Ladies and gentlemen, the eternal resting place of our soul is the most important thing. It's the most important thing is the primary thing everything else can fall in line after that we need to make sure that our souls are right we need to make sure that our eternal resting place is set in stone before we leave this place and i know for a fact that nobody readily consciously wants to spend eternity away from god in a hell in a place that was not created for humanity we see in scripture that says that hell was created for satan and his and his angels that's who hell was created for it wasn't created for us but here's the thing ladies and gentlemen Either you choose God or you don't choose God. That's really what it comes down to. You choose God and you go to heaven. If you don't choose God, well, you got to go somewhere because you can't stay here on earth. You can't. You can't. So if you don't choose God by default, you have chosen eternity, except, uh, eternity separated from God, which includes hell and the lake of fire. And none of us, I know nobody wants to experience that. God loves us too much. For, for him not to give you the opportunity to choose him listen god is not forcing his love on any or not his forcing his love but he's not forcing anybody to accept him he makes himself readily available there's a scripture in, uh in romans chapter uh chapter 8 i believe uh, uh, uh verse number 15 and it talks about how um whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved And the verse before that it talks about how god is not partial that this is open to jews and gentiles Ladies and gentlemen, that includes everybody on this earth Because either you're a Jew or you're a Gentile Jews were the people that God had chosen As his chosen people, and they're still his chosen people And Gentiles, it's literally every other nation there is So this is open to anybody Because for whosoever will Or whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Shall be saved Whoever puts their trust in God Believes in him unto salvation Believes into him with, with their heart Shall be saved So maybe there's somebody listening right now That wants to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ Listen, Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us the formula. And I'm going to paraphrase it. Is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your, in, his, in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be 
saved, ladies and gentlemen. We must repent and believe in these things. Uh, and, and to accept and to believe is to repent. What does repent mean? Repent means that you start to see things the way God sees things. You turn from, from something to God. What are we turning from? We're turning from our sin and our life of sin. Does that mean we're going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Not according to man's standards. Um, but we will be perfect in the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ and, to our, and, and our Heavenly Father. That's who we'll be perfect to. Uh, but we won't be a perfect according to society's uh, standard of perfect, which means, you know, we don't make any mistakes. We won't sin anymore. That's not what's going to happen. But you will have the, the Holy Spirit come live inside of you who will guide you and teach you all things and show you what it means to live for the true and living God and guide you day by day as you continue to give him more and more room in your life. So if there's anybody that wants to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior today, I, 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 we talk about praying the sinner's prayer. And I just want to pray this. Um, and you can repeat after me or you pray it along with me. Um, just as a guide because some people just don't know how to surrender their life to jesus christ and to the true living god so i just want to guide you i just want to guide you in this but if god if the if, if the holy spirit moves you to say something something different uh in, in your confession to him and in your repentance and in your believing in him then then so be it but i do want to pray this just to help guide you um to the lord jesus christ so if you want to surrender your life today because we don't have a whole lot of time left we don't know when our number is going to be, be called and when we're going to have to leave this place. So we want to be ready. Get ready. Stay ready. Well, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Let us pray. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. And I confess my sins to you. And I repent of my sins. I turn from my life of sin and I turn to you. I drop my will and I say not my will but your will be done in my life. I thank you for the sacrifice that was made to pay for my sins. Heavenly Father, please get fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me how to obey you. And I will serve you and follow you. Have been saved. You have been saved. Salvation has come to your house. And the scripture says that heaven rejoices and a sinner repenting and giving their life to the Lord. I kind of paraphrase that scripture there. It's over in Luke, but God is pleased. God is excited um, and, and, and he loves you. Just, just a few things before I get off this, 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 this recap in this episode of the Why Jesus God cast. Hey, get you a Bible, beloved. Read your Bible. Pray and talk to God and find you a church home where you can be you can be nurtured and you can be grown. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to say this to discourage anybody. I want to say this to be nasty. But just going to church online will not cut it, beloved. You need a local body of believers. You need a community that will love on you and that will help teach you and grow you in the Lord um, so that you can know what, it really, what it's really like to, to, to live for the true and living God. We all need help. We can't do any of this on our own. But there's a body of Christ, for brothers and sisters out there that love you and that want to help guide you and walk you through this life until you can kind of start to walk on your own two feet or your own two spiritual feet a little bit. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Feel free to hit me up on Facebook. John R. Stevenson Jr. Um, shoot me a message um, wherever you can or whatever. If you want me to pray for you, if you just want to chop it up about salvation or just the word of God. Either way, I'm open to it. I love y'all. Thank y'all again for supporting the Why Jesus god cast it is a blessing to do this it's a blessing to have you as a listener and a supporter have a good evening 
Have a good morning. Have a good night. But whatever you do, don't forget that God is good. I love y'all. Peace.